straight from WCHL Studios in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It's the Super Sibling Rivalry Sports Show, starring Chris and C.L. Brown. Today is Super Sunday, and the brothers from each other's mother are up for the task. With guest UNC football legend and Super Bowl touchdown scorer, Natron Means. Let the countdown to kickoff begin right here. Minus the excruciating network show, plug cameos, you know how it is. It's sibling rivalry sports! As the biting winds of winter storm the American Midwest, the frozen tundra of Green Bay has been replaced in this iconic sub-holiday with the climate-controlled field turf of Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the de facto capital of the South. Here, in Atlanta, we'll wage a battle with more heat than a Georgian summer between the reigning dynastic monarchs known as the New England Patriots and the snazzy, jasmatic offense nouveau of the Los Angeles Rams. It's Super Bowl 53, and we begin your countdown with the Brothers Brown, prognosticating and diagnosing the gridiron finale with the fervor of a thousand Roman warriors. CL, the senior scribe from TheAthletic.com, leaves his normal nest of college hooper ball and brings his long-storied witness to the joust with his brother, Chris who aims to bring the thunder of sports and win the day. But alas, when all the turf is settled, there will be but one winner, one victor, one champion. Who will it be? One can only know by chilling with sibling rivalry sports. See ya! Yeah! Fake John Vicinda. Vicinda. <laughs> Voice of NFL films. They say the voice of God. <laughs> oh, really? I like that. <clears throat> man, I, like I used that. to love watching those, though. Man, yeah, man. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> great times, great times. It really was. We got a good show lined up. All yeah. Super Bowl, all things yes. Super Bowl, yes. all the time. Yes. Today, we'll be back to normal programming next week. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to thank you, CL. Thank you. I know it's a sacrifice for you, especially in the thick of college basketball, to take the one day, the, like I said, the, the national, it should be a national holiday, Super Bowl Sunday, to talk Super Bowl. Nah, not no national holiday. Definitely. But it's cool. Definitely. We're already off, most people. <laughs> like, what, what's there to... <laughs> well, the holidays don't have to be about being off. It's about celebrating something. And what what is more celebrated in sport than the Super Bowl? Do people still celebrate it? I mean, now? Man, yeah, Exactly. Man. We don't need a holiday. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, what, what, let's, uh, speaking of what we need and don't need and what we have and don't have and what's the best and not, let's get into the big playback. Payback. Today's super big playback goes to one of the participants in the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots. Are they the best 
NFL dynasty ever. What? Why don't you go first? Okay. What say you? Okay. Well, that's a resounding yes. They are the best just because of the sheer amount of Super Bowls that they have participated in. It's nine as of today. The amount of Super Bowl wins that they have, which is legit, five. And the amount of time that they have held this excellent run, which is just, it just it's unheard of. It's unheard of. Usually dynasties are what, like maybe eight years or something like that? Since 2001. Incredible. Incredible. Well, uh, no, they're not the most impressive. My, my cop-out answer in this is it's hard to compare errors. Like, I, I think you have to enjoy what you're seeing in this modern-day era for what it is. But I'm not sure that you necessarily can make a linear comparison to the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s, the 49ers of the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s. I go back to the Steelers of the 70s, obviously the 70s, as my favorite dynasty. And when you think about the way that they built that dynasty and the way you had to do things back then, Mm -hmm. it was really through the draft. It wasn't like free agency is like it is now. Mm -hmm. And if you had a deficiency, you could just kind of get a quick plug, a veteran guy who who was, you know, in your salary range, salary cap range, whatever, sign them, bam. If you didn't draft properly back then, Mm -hmm. you were just out of luck. (laughs) You had to ride that out, which is also why the dynasty couldn't last as long because you had to go with those aging players, and it was like a clear reset button, and you had to draft again. Like, it, it wasn't like... Now, where they're moving parts, you got your mainstays, obviously, in Brady and Belichick, but everybody else is kind of moving parts. And I don't think you could have done you could do that back then because there weren't the moving parts that you had now. You stayed with, by and large, you stayed with large chunks of those rosters. Okay. Well, you know, what I would say, though, to counter that, CL, is the, the, the New England Patriots have not done it with a bunch of superstars. That's what's incredible and really points back to the system and the relationship between quarterback and coach. In in no way, by the way, am I saying that Brady is a system quarterback or he is a product of the system. He really isn't. Brady is a champion, uh, and Brady has made that system something special. But they've done it with so many different pieces, parts, parts that aren't really that special. This year's New England team, their offense, specifically their wideouts, they're not that special. They're just hard workers. And that's it's it's basically except for, you know, the Moss years. That Moss years, yeah, they had Moss and and a company. They had some very special receivers. And I and I do believe that Gronkowski is is yeah, he's special, but he's not multiple Super Bowl special. He's just a special player. So, Moss didn't win a Super Bowl, did he? Moss, but Moss, they went undefeated with Moss. Moss didn't win a Super Bowl. They didn't go undefeated if they lost in the Super Bowl. No, they went undefeated in the regular season. With that, but they went to the Super Bowl, though. Yes, but they didn't win that Super Bowl. And here's, here's the other thing about the Patriots dynasty that, that I think doesn't stack up with other errors. They they've never been dominant. Like 17-0 is not they're, dominant. They're Super Bowl games. 
uh, what's the the probably the, the biggest margin of victory was four points. Yeah. Um, you know they they've got the overtime. Actually, the overtime win against the Falcons was their largest win, large margin of victory. Yeah. Um, they got the, the field goals. Yeah. You know the the win the first win over the Panthers. Uh, where where the Panthers messed up on the on the kickoff and basically <laughs> set up the game winning field goal for them. Uh, I mean they've they've been very they still fortunate. Had to get it. They've been very fortunate in these games. Let me say something though, CL. To your point, and that is an excellent point that they haven't dominated any of their wins. I think they they are too cerebral. I think the the New England Patriots get there and they outthink themselves, and they just they just get so cerebral and nitpicky and and whatever uh, that they they mess up their ability to dominate games. But listen, we're gonna get something even better out of CL and myself when we have a local. Carolina champion who went to the NFL and went to the Super Bowl joining us next and that is Natron Means. You gotta keep it locked right here. Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill. Welcome back to Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill. Today is the Super Bowl show. And how better to kick off the Super Bowl show than with a Super Bowl participant, a legend, a legend in his own time, not only around these parts of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, but also around Southern California, as well as other parts. We have with us the current offensive coordinator, running backs coach for Winston-Salem State University, the Rams, the former San Diego Charger who led them to the 1994 Super Bowl, the former Carolina Panther, the former Jacksonville Jaguar, and like I said, the former and current Tar Hill, the pure tailback, Natron means business. Right here, Natron, what's going on? Hey, man, doing well. I don't know if I live up to the expectation. After- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going I'm I'm to do my best today, but things are going good on my end, man. What about you guys? Doing good, well, you good. probably didn't know you had that many titles, did you? <laughs> no, 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 I did not. I did not. I'm going to have to update the resume. myself <laughs> short. Nate, Nate, come on, man. It's not, Nate, it's not expectations. It's reality, Nate. It's the way people see Nate the Great. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, man, well, I appreciate you here, man. Uh, uh, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, can I just can I just tell you right off the bat, one of my favorite memories, I don't know if I ever told you this, Nate, but one of my favorite memories, Natron means memories, and this is before I knew you at all. This is when we were both students at Carolina. It's your freshman season, and Carolina was playing at Wake Forest. And so, you know, that's my hometown, Winston-Salem, our hometown, CL and I. And so, you know, I go back for the game. Were you there, CL? Did you go no. to that game? Okay. So I go back for the game, and... uh you know, I'm down, I guess I'm on the Carolina side or the Carolina corner of the stadium or whatever. You know, and I'm down relatively close, but not. I'm not, like, officially all the way at the front end of, you know, the stands or whatever. Natron, 
rips off an 80-yard touchdown run down the sideline. You you did it so many times, I don't expect you to remember it. You know, double-digit touchdowns every year that you played at Carolina, 34, I think, in total. But it's like an 80-yard touchdown, and that pretty much sealed the game. And as you, I will never forget, as you came running down, you were running towards where I was in the stadium, running down that same sideline. I went and jumped on the edge of the stadium. So I went and stood on top of the edge of the stadium you know going crazy so happy because you know there was a little something there for the demon deacons you know grew up in that town you know with with them so to see you uh just give it to them like that i i was especially excited and promptly got escorted by security out of the stadium but no no actually i'm just kidding i did not get escorted (laughs) they could understand that kind of excitement so uh I want to say thank yeah, you. Yeah. I want to say yeah, thank absolutely. you. Man. Hey, you know, I appreciate it. Didn't mean to talk over you. Uh, you know what? Believe it or not, I actually do uh, remember that game well, man. That was uh, that was my first start uh, as, a, as a as a freshman at Chapel Hill. That was my first start in my uh, freshman career. Um, you know, we had uh, struggled a little bit uh, coming out the gate. I couldn't seem to get out of my own way uh, uh, off the field and, 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 and had some issues learning the playbook and things of that nature. But I remember... Uh, Darrell Moody, our uh, offensive coordinator, running back coach at the time, came in the meeting room and told us that, uh, you know, whoever had the best week of practice was going to start that week. And, uh, 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 you know, I, I, I knew then, you know, I said to my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, I got it now. And, uh, you know, that was the game that I actually ended up starting, uh, which actually ended up being my coming out party at Chapel Hill. How much do you do you kind of see yourself in in the kids that you have now at Winston Salem State, and when when you get into your your uh, running backs room and you're trying to break things down for them, and and as you said back your freshman year, you kept getting in the way of your own progress. Uh, what, what do you see? You know, do you kind of see yourself in in some of them sometimes? Yeah, I can uh, I can definitely relate to. Um, you know, a lot of what my players in my room are going to, obviously having been a student athlete um, myself, I, I, I understand, uh, you know, the hard work that it takes to, uh, you know, excel in the classroom uh, uh, and on the football field at the same time. It's like having two uh, full-time jobs. So, you know, you, you understand what those guys are going through, especially now, um, you know, with the pressures that they have, um, you know, with the social media and and, and, and video cameras and all of the other outlets that, you know, myself as a, teen, myself as a college teenager, uh, freshman and sophomore, trying to find myself, uh, trying to find my way to not have to deal with. So, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm constantly serving as a, uh, you know, a sounding board for, for my guys, uh, doing my best to share my experiences to, uh, you know, help them understand that, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough battle, but, uh, you know, if you stick to the plan, things will come out. Uh, uh, good for you in the end. So, uh, yes, I definitely often lean on my experiences uh, with dealing with my current players. What better mentor and coach to have than someone who has been there, done that, lived it, with the exception, you know, of, of, like you were saying, the technological changes, but, you know, it's still the same discipline. It's still, you know, the same focus that is needed. So, that's that's some excellent stuff right there. Now, before we get into, you know, the whole business of Super Bowl talk, uh, Nate, I wanted to ask you about just to to talk a little bit about Mac Brown, who is, you know, made his return to Chapel Hill. How did you how did you find out about that? Were you, you know, was it a shock? Were you did you ever see that kind of thing happening? You know, again here on campus. Uh, just what's your feel for it? 
Um, you know, everybody's excited that uh, Coach Brown is back. I think that, um, you know, the, the buzz and the excitement, um, you know, surrounding the program is hopefully one that can, uh, you know, translate into some, uh, you know, more wins on the field. I think the one thing that, uh, you know, Coach Brown brings um, with him is an instant credibility, um, you know, not only with uh, uh, former uh, uh, players, uh, coaches, uh, and administration, but um, I think with, uh, you know, just the uh, football body in general, I think Coach Brown, um, um, you know, established record has shown that he's one, uh, you know, that's had success everywhere that he's been. You know, I was fortunate enough to be a part. Um, I know that a for, you know, I've, I've, I've heard, you know, Carolina fans, former players, uh, as well speak, you know, for some time about, you know, maybe the direction of the recruiting and, you know, kind of how we had, uh, you know, lost, uh, you know, lost really the uh, interstate battle uh, when it came to recruiting. I, I, I remember, um, you know, as a high school student, uh, you know, when I was coming out, just to attention to detail that, uh, you know, Coach Brown and his staff at that time, um, you know, took um, in recruiting the whole state, uh, recruiting us early, um, you know, and recruiting us often. Um, I think I remember my senior year, um, you know, when I was graduated from high school, there was a poll in the paper of whether top 50 uh, high school seniors were going to be attending college in the fall. I think over half of that list, um, you know, at that time was going to Chapel Hill. So it was just a testament to Coach Brown, the way he recruited, the way he cleaned up the state and, you know, kept our top talent at home. And I think uh, you know, as a former player, current fan, that's what, um, you know, a lot of us are hoping that, uh, you know, he can get back to doing. Nice, nice. Hey, just a, okay, so follow-up question on that. You said that you had kind of heard a buzz. Are you talking about recently you'd heard a buzz about just concern about losing the state and that type of thing? Uh, I mean, you know, it's just something that, you know, has, has, has come up often since, um, you know, Coach Brown has actually left Chapel Hill. I think that, oh, yeah. you know, obviously there's, there, there, there's always been talent here. Uh, uh, North Carolina is a talent-rich state, and you know I think it's proven when you look on the national stage and you see, um, you know, kids from this state doing well at other places. Um, you know, there are always going to be programs. Um, you know, I believe that can come into uh, a, a backyard, no matter what state it is, and, and, and get players. Um, you know, Clemson. Yeah, you know, Clemson right now, uh, obviously being the you know at the top of the pile, Alabama for years. Um, you know, those are programs. Uh, that traditionally can go into any state anywhere and get a player. Um, you know, it seems like uh, for some reason, you know, not only will we, when I say we, you know, players to those type of programs, but I think we were losing the in-state battle uh, as a whole. And I think that, you know, if, you know, there was one thing that, you know, Coach Brown used to always preach to us, um, you know, when we talked about winning and we talked about, you know, establishing the kind of program that we wanted to be in it, you know, started with winning the state, you know, and, and you have to win the state. You have to beat the in-state schools in recruiting. Uh, you have to beat them on the field, and, 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 and that in turn to uh, transition to, you know, success regionally and eventually uh, success nationally. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Coach Brown comes in with those same plans and goals in mind to, uh, uh, you know, execute like he did in the past. That's, that's, that's what, you know, I think a lot of us are hoping for. All right, all right. All right, so shifting the gears then to, you know, our current 
game, a current uh, bowl that we're talking about today, New England Patriots against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to know, Natron, what just what was the feeling like for you in that week leading up to the Super Bowl when you guys made it with San Diego? I mean, <clears throat> speaking as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, y'all weren't supposed to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you, you no. Into, no, they weren't. <laughs> Pittsburgh was number one seed. Pittsburgh was, was the best team in the AFC. Oh, they had, they came that? into okay. Pittsburgh okay, and I won that you. game. I got yeah. you. I got yeah. you. So, so they, were, they were a huge underdog going into the game against uh, San Francisco. So what, what was that like for you? Um, you know what? I, I, would, I would agree uh, definitely. You know, we were a team that um, nobody in their mind had, uh, you know, envisioned us to be, um, you know, where we were, I think, at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think there might have been at that time maybe still like 29 teams uh, left in the NFL. I mean, 29 teams in the NFL at that time. I think we were possibly picked to finish 28 out of the uh, 29 teams. But, you know, mm-hmm. one of those deals where, you know, we ended up catching lightning in the bottle and had a magical run and, you know, coming with us maybe to the Super Bowl. I, I, I remember just, um, you know, how, 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 how different everything was. I mean, as a coaching staff, no matter how much, you know, the coaches tell you about it and, and, and you know, other guys on your team who have been to the Super Bowl try to tell you about it. There's nothing like uh, experiencing it firsthand for yourself. Um, I remember we had uh, a quarterback on our roster, Gail Gilbert, who had uh, been with the Buffalo Bills uh, for their previous four Super Bowls. And he comes to us and then we end up going to the Super Bowl. He went to five straight Super Bowls, but he lost all five. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just, you know, a a a, a a wild experience in itself. Um, you know, we were, um, you know, in, in Miami. Um, so, um, you know, there was also that, that element to deal with because you come in and, you know, you have a week to get ready for a game, but, you know, you are still used to your, you know, they, they, they try and make everything as normal as possible for you. So there's free time on your hands. You know, you manage the family, you manage the friends, you manage the tickets, uh, you know, you're managing activities, you know, you're getting pulled. Um, you know, in a million different directions. And, you know, what you want to do is, you know, get get to the point where you can just solely lock in and focus on the game. And, you know, probably about midweek is when that takes place. And, you know, once you get to Wednesday, things, you know, start to kind of, you know, head downhill and you get a little bit more focused and locked in as the days get closer because you're still practicing, you're still having, um, you know, your, 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 your regular work days because at the end of the day, you know, it's a, it's a business-type trip and you're there to win the uh, you know the biggest game of them all, so um, it's a it's a it's a it's an overwhelming experience, and you know it's just one that you just kind of deal with, um, you know as you know as the days go. Because having you know not been through it before, you try and make it as normal as possible, and try and put all your focus and attention on the game. It's definitely look at the Patriots in that regard. Hey, Natrone, speaking of you know handling the family ticket requests and that type of thing, family and friends. Um, you know, when you were there uh, at the game, uh, I sent a request in the form of a singing telegram, uh, but I never heard back or anything. I was just wondering, did you did you get that, or do you remember? No, no I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I mean, uh, the guy never came back, so I don't know what happened. I don't know if he was ill received or. No, I'm just I'm just messing with you. Hey, here's a question: Was was the Super Bowl? So you have all those things, and I know that there, you know, there are processes in place to help athletes take care of all the all the things that they have to and remain focused. But, nature was it fun? 
Like, was the Super Bowl, would you say that's one of the top five fun things about your career? And I guess I would have to say, notwithstanding the outcome, was that fun? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was memorable. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if, you know, fun would be the first word that comes to mind, you know, <laughs> probably more so based on the outcome than, you know, than anything mm. else. It was definitely one of the most, uh, one of the more memorable moments of my career, if not the most. Um, you know, that it's just, you know, you have a chance to play, uh, you know, in the bigger game, you know, and, 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 and there's nothing that, you know, can compare to that. So, so in that sense, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's something that, you, you know, grow up dreaming about, right? And, and mm-hmm. something that, you know, nobody really expects is going to happen to us just because we know what the chances are. Uh, but, you know, when it all comes down to it, it was, it was definitely memorable. Um, you know, it was it was a great experience, and it seems like you know you kind of get back into rea- into the reality of where you are. Probably about you know midway through the first quarter, you know into the into the second quarter, you know kind of everything kind of slows down, and you realize it's just a game. But you know, I think we got our butts whipped so bad. I can't I can't call it. Fun. I can't call it. <laughs> did you? I can't remember. Did you score in that game? I did. I did. I did. It was a uh, uh, we were we we fell down fourteen to zip pretty quick. Um, I remember Coach Ross talked all week about how we couldn't let those guys score fast, and they came out and they went down the field pretty quick on us. Um, but we ended up, you know, cutting it to fourteen to seven. And then after that, I don't think uh, I don't think they ever looked back. You just, you just blacked out after that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it went south. Everything went south. But I do remember another. Speaking of things being memorable, I remember the camera capturing you on the sideline after that, and you were walking up and down, and you were firing guys up. This I mean, is you, a pride check. I remember that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that was yeah. super memorable. Hey, when something like that doesn't go your way, when it doesn't really start your way, is it is it really amplified? Do we do we have an idea of how amplified it is in a game in a stage like the Super Bowl? Did what? Like if you're going down, is it quick for guys to kind of start to get down, and you got to lift them up, or how's that work? Uh, you know, I think that you know when you when you when you get into a situation right where um, you know things aren't going your way, because you know I think I think we've all heard the same time and time again, right? Everybody has a plan uh, until they get hit. So you know we got hit, and then we got hit again, and then we got hit again, and you know you can see things start to go south. So at that point, you know you are uh, 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 you know you're reaching right, you, you're going down deep for. Uh, uh, anything, you know, whether you can, you know, piss a guy off and maybe that'll hit a switch. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, somebody else can see it and be like, hey, yeah, that's right. You know, and, and pull some guys along with you that way. Uh, you know, I think it's just, you know, anything's better than sitting there and just taking it and not saying, you know, not saying nothing, right? So you're just trying to get your guys going. You know, you're just trying to get momentum to shift. Um, you know, you're just trying to reach something down deep. Just like I said, whether you, whether you piss somebody off or bring somebody along, uh, you know, who knows what it is exactly that you're trying to do, but you're trying to do something. You know, you're trying to do something when, when, when you know, when everything's going bad, right? Everything's going against you. You know, you kind of see some guys start to, uh, uh, you know, you can see that look where, you know, they, they start to drift a little bit, right? You're just trying mm-hmm. to pull everybody back, man, by, by any means possible, yelling, screaming, whatever it is, man. You're just trying to pull guys back to, you know, trying to, try to, try to, try to shift the momentum swing. All right, makes sense. Well, the big moment, I mean, there's so much more to hit on, but we, we don't have all that time, unfortunately. The big moment, though, what do you think about the game? What is your outlook for New England, Los Angeles Rams? What, what, what's your prediction? Um, you know, it's, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that, uh, you know, that, that, that loves a dynasty, you know, Steelers in the, 
you know, Steelers in the 70s, 49ers in the 80s, right? Hey, uh, you know, Yankees. Oh, uh, Ric Flair, man. I, I <laughs> Ric Flair is a dynasty by himself. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I you know, it's, 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 it's hard to pull against Brady. You know, it's hard to pull against Brady. I think, um, you know, with the track record and, 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 you know, for years, you know, we just keep trying to write him off, man, but he keeps showing up and he just keeps getting it done. I, uh, you know, I think him and Belichick obviously will, will probably go down as, uh, you know, at least the greatest, uh, you know, head coach quarterback combination of, uh, you know, of my lifetime, uh, you know, I would, I would be shocked. You know, it takes a lot to shock me. Uh, you know, well, I won't say shocked. I'll, I'll be surprised if they don't get this one. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised. You know, when the, when, the, when the stage is biggest and brightest, man, that's when those two are at their best. So I wouldn't expect anything else. All right. All right. Well, Natron, thank you so much for joining us. And we, we'd like, you know, to have a return visit from you uh, from time to time. We'd love to be able to, to rap with you and everything. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Natron. Hey, man. Anytime, guys. All right, we'll take you up on that. Natron means University of North Carolina legend, San Diego Chargers, Super Bowl team captain here with us. Stay tuned. We got more coming here on Sibling Rivalry Sports 97.9 The Hill. For coming on back to Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill. The Super Bowl is today, folks. Later on. And we're getting you geared up and warmed up here as we talk. And that was that was a lot of fun having Natron Means on the show. No doubt. The game. New England. I think they New England is they are the visiting team, I think. Considered the visiting team. Los Angeles is considered the home team tonight. Any thoughts about the game? What are you, what are you kind of thinking about with that? What's the prediction? Pain. I just always want to say that uh, Clubber Lang from Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever predictions are made or talked about. Well, I mean, it, I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, the, the NFL being a copycat league, we saw all of these coaches get jobs because of Sean McVay. They had some kind of tie to Sean McVay. They worked with Sean McVay. Sean McVay is now on the big stage against who has been the best head coach of the last two decades in the NFL. So yeah, one of the best. We're we're gonna see him earn his stripes, uh, earn his money tonight, earn his reputation, mm-hmm. if it's warranted or not. Yeah, did you hear that that Belichick's been in close contact with him basically all season? I saw the headline. I didn't. I didn't actually read that story. So he texted him after basically every game. Like he's texted him consistently and that type of thing. So they have a rapport. You know what part of me wondered is, is that kind of, it's not impossible. Is it kind of a handing, handing over, you know, of, of the reins? Is he kind of, yeah, this guy is, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty sharp. He's young. He's, he knows what he's doing. That kind uh, of thing. That's a good question. Um, with Belichick, it could be a setup, man. I don't trust that. <laughs> I don't trust that at all. <laughs> you yeah, know how sorry. back in the day, NBA players, I think it was Jeff Van Gundy who said Jordan would pal around with guys so that, like, his opponents and kind of put them at ease and then be like a killer during yeah. the game. 
And then there was that one game when the Bulls played the Knicks, and every time Jordan scored early on, he would look and say something to Van Gundy on the sideline. Oh, like, nice. <laughs> nice. I think Belichick, this is a setup, man. Could be, but, but CL, you know what? The Rams, dare I say, they're not that good. He, he doesn't have to worry. There are other teams that I believe he would have to worry about more than the Rams if he was going to do something like that. They're not that good. I do not think that. No, CL. They 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 tailed off. They were on a real hot streak during the season, and then they kind of tailed off. And there were a couple weeks there where, uh, you know, Goff, Jared Goff had like four interceptions, and you know they were they were struggling to do what they do. Um, you know, they they didn't the continue. Patriots lost to the Lions. Okay, but we're still talking about the Patriots. And, <laughs> so, and no, that's lines with no, their former defensive coordinator. You, you got to look at the whole. You can't look at, okay, yeah, they may have had some down games or whatever, tailing off, but you yeah. got to look at the whole. The, the right. games they were dominant in their hot streak count, too. Sure, yeah. So, but why would he fear them if they beat Kansas City? I mean, why would he want to? Oh, I got to really toady up to this kid. Why? Why? Man, he can, man, I'm just saying I don't trust that dude. <laughs> no, he's setting them up. Look, for today's game, what people have probably heard ad nauseum is if if the, the Rams generate a rush up the middle, I, I don't see how the Patriots can uh, win. You know what? That, that is the one thing I kind of think back to the Giants playing the Patriots uh, during the undefeated season. And, mm-hmm. and the Giants, with their four down linemen, they didn't yes. have to bring blitz pressure yes. or whatever. They could mm-hmm. generate pressure. On on just from those four guys, I think if the Rams are able to do that, yes, it, it will be. Uh, and and come on, I mean, I know Tom Brady is is Superman and all this stuff. Being able to play as long as he has, maybe he's and, more Captain and, America. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> but those bones, man, <laughs> you over forty, you get Uh-oh. hit. You know. Uh, but I, I brought this point up to you off the air earlier. I don't know that I can root for it in Goblin Kunsu. Good point. He's just he's just too dirty to me, man. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to where I I don't think I like that guy. Yeah, you know what? I I have to agree with you. I think there are just so many kind of grievous grievous acts in his history. Uh, but you know the way I look at it, CL is Aaron Donald is the 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 captain of that ship on defense and he is I believe going to be the MVP of the NFL and so I think and even if you look just kind of tenure you know Sue is he's up there in his career kind of relatively and I I think right now he benefits from having a superstar next to him so you know for me the question for him is you know, can can he gear it up one other time? When I look at him, I don't think, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my son that jersey. But but I just think, you know, in terms of the game, I guess it's it's more you're you're saying you can't you can't root for him and I really I can respect that. I really can. Yeah. Well, and Brady better watch out. <laughs> if, oh, he's, gosh. if he's under the scrum or something like that, <laughs> he'd uh, fumble and it's just a big pile up and Brady's yeah. in there. I'm telling you, man. But uh, but I'd say that to say though I can't root for the Patriots either. So I hope they both lose. You hope they both <laughs> lose. There has to be a winner. There has to be a champion. And later, we're gonna talk about who that champion is going to be. In in my estimation, so we'll see about that. 
But first, CL, we have to hear from the people, the companies that sponsor us, keep us on the air, the good people. Give them a good listen, friends, and then come on back for the brownout here on Sibling Rivalry Sports 97.9 The Hill. Welcome back to Sibling Rivalry Sports 97.9 The Hill, where we have a super chill today, talking Super Bowl all the way. Great guest, Natron Means, joined us earlier. If you missed it, there are a lot of ways that you can hear because we are all over the podcast universe. iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Look it up. Just look it up and look you'll find it. Look it up and subscribe. Make it easy on yourself Boom. so that it'll just be a natural feed. Are you subscribed <laughs> on iTunes? Of course I'm subscribed. Way to go. Way to go. I'm subs- well, I'm subscribed on both Google Play and um, what is the other one, CL? Let's see, uh, the very popular so- Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> I didn't remember I, I the didn't name. Know. I thought you were going to say Stitcher at first. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, yeah, so, okay, we're going to change up the brown out a little bit this week and have fun with the Super Bowl prop bets because, uh, let's be realistic, gambling is a huge part of the Super Bowl, and it, uh, I think it's only going to become uh, more prevalent as some of these laws change and sports betting is legalized True. in True. a lot of places. So, But it's one thing to bet on the game <laughs> and say, hey, <laughs> I like the Patriots to cover or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to say, hey, Gladys Knight, how long are you going to sing for? So uh, let's start the brown out out with that one. The brown out. You want over or under 107 seconds on the length of Gladys Knight singing the national anthem? I'm going to say, how long? I'm going to go ahead and say four minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> is that what? Is that what? Four minutes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's not going to take that long, but I do think it's going to be over. Uh, over a minute and seven seconds. That that's the uh, the the bet is, or or yeah, the bet is a hundred and seven seconds. Oh, okay. Will so it it's longer than a hundred and seven seconds. So hundred. What is hundred seven seconds? Is that the normal? A minute and forty seven. Is that the normal time? Or I, I guess I don't know. I've never I've never actually timed <laughs> looked at a time. Oh. Somebody singing the national anthem, that's sure. But there's there's no way. I mean, she's going to take her time with it. I mean, she's going to be... Every beautiful note. Marvin Gaye, 1983 NBA All-Star Game. Take her time and sing that song. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the fact the, the NFL got that right. Um, getting Gladys Knight, that yes. midnight train to Georgia. Yes. Gladys Knight chicken and waffles in Atlanta. Hey, listen. <laughs> She's a staple. Little known, CL, Gladys Knight, best James Bond theme song, License to Kill. Check it out. <laughs> the best. I don't remember that one. But Let's go to the four next minutes. question. <laughs> Will Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, or Bill Belichick announce their retirement after the game? 
Nah. <laughs> I give Brady props though for when they uh, won the AFC Championship game, and it, I guess it was an Instagram post or something. That was tight with Gronk in the background. For I give him credit for choosing Bad Boy for life. And back when I think he had already changed to P Diddy at that point, but uh, that that was you know I had to give him credit for that. I had to give him credit for that. You're giving him too much credit, though. You understand that the Patriots edited that. <laughs> that wasn't even rage. His was just the video. I didn't know that. I didn't know. They put the song on it. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's cool. Okay. That's cool. cool. All right. So Brady expressly said, I am not going to retire. I'm nowhere near retiring. And I think even with the win, he's going to stick to that. He's not going to retire. I think Belichick will stick around, too. I don't think Belichick's going anywhere. Gronk, though? I do think Gronk will retire. Well, uh, the caveat with this is that it has to be shown during the broadcast. And I don't think any of those guys would make an emotional decision and and say that right after a game. Hmm. Um, Especially not Belichick. No way, no how. <laughs> we're on. We're on to the fall. But but the one thing with that too is you know sometimes guys get caught up in the moment, and then they'll come back later and be like, Nah, I was I was just playing basically. True. But, true. True. You know. All right. Last question. Will Chick Fil A and Mercedes Benz Stadium serve food on Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, Chick Fil A doesn't serve on Sunday. This is a great question because, <laughs> like, if they have. If they're in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, then you would think Falcons games during the regular season Sundays that they would have somebody to serve there. I don't know. This is like uh, this is a mind-blowing question. <laughs> I don't have an answer for it. All right. I'm this this is a great question. CL props to you. Here's what I'm going to say. No. Chick-fil-A will not be open on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's see. <laughs> Well, we're going to end it. This isn't really a brownout question, but I'm asking you your prediction, a score, a winner for Super Bowl L-I-I-I. I will admit a couple things. Number one, I'm very conference loyal. Even if the Steelers are here, I'd be going for- Okay, I got to stop myself for saying that. But anyway, AFC, I'm going for the Patriots. I just think, though, that too many things are pointing towards the Rams. I think that defensive line is going to raise up. And I'm going to go with the Rams winning um, 27-25. I thought you said they weren't good. The, the, oh, why do you want to start that at the end? I, mean, I can't even. That's what you said. I'm I can't even. They're not that good. But you know, I also said so that the, the Patriots, Patriots they sorry. the Patriots overthink things and they don't just play their game. And and I just don't. I don't believe that that offensive line is going to be able to stop Aaron Donald. All right. Well, on that note, folks, another sibling rivalry sports show comes to an end. I'm C. L. Brown. I'm Chris Brown, and this is Sibling Rivalry Sports, the super show on 97.9 The Hill.